planner or organizer looking for a keynote speaker with a fresh new perspective that packs a serious punch? Someone who captivates your audience and inspires them to create lasting changes in their lives. Someone who has a compelling story to share that will leave your audience believing in themselves like they've never done before. I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake, author of The Million Dollar Bakery, host of this podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk, and I am your girl. To book me as a speaker for your next event, go to RebeccaHamiltonCo.com. Hey, I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips and tricks on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full disclosure, sweet talk scrapping woman entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to another epic episode of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast. Uh, you guys were all raving about my International Women's Day series. And that series has ended. But uh, since you all loved it so much, uh, and I loved it so much, which is important for me because I want to be uh, interested in what I'm doing too, uh, I plan to continue to do some guest episodes where I bring people on my podcast and we talk about some hard and interesting shit. It's called Scrap the Sweet Talk for a reason. And today I have a very special guest with me, Erica from Baron Fox Apparel. And you guys, the topic that we're going to be talking about is so good. Um, This topic was inspired by one of Erica's posts on social media. And I was like, we got to talk about this. So good. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Erica. I'm so freaking excited to have you. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> we're so fun. Our listeners are in for an absolute treat having you on the podcast because you're just the most entertaining and fun person that I actually know. So it's great. Open your fucking ear holes, guys, and tuck in. This is a good one. <laughs> yes, it's a good one. And uh, it's definitely going to have the E for explicit or whatever the fuck for the... Um, don't don't count how many times we say the F-bomb or, or swear yeah. words because it's going to be way too many. <laughs> All right. So the topic for this episode is imposter syndrome. And you made a post, Erica, the other day saying that you've been uh, suffering from some serious imposter syndrome. And honestly, I think that everybody has suffered from that from one time to another. Um, And I was like, I can't believe that I haven't even like, I haven't even brought this up at all. (laughs) And I thought I should do a podcast on it. And then I thought, well, Erica should be on the podcast and talk about it together because you brought it up. And I know that a lot, a lot of people struggle with it. Um, A lot of my friends tell me they struggle with it. So for those of you guys that don't know, I'm just going to read the definition of what imposter syndrome is. And so this is what Google says it is. It says, the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own effort or skill. Okay, so that's the actual definition of it. Um, just before we get into uh, Erica's experience, and we'll talk about um, like what what we've experienced it to be like and how we've kind of overcome that. So before we get into those details, Erica, do you want to start off by telling everyone about you, who you are, what you do, and kind of what you're what you're going to be doing because you're doing some really exciting stuff. Hi, my name's Erica. And I'm an alcoholic. That's what it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. I just I could listen to you all day. You're hilarious. Uh, My name is Erica, and I am the. I've just recently started calling myself CEO because it sounds very grandiose, and I'm definitely still building my empire. But I am the CEO and founder of Baron Fox Apparel. Baron Fox Apparel is basically the first thing you grab when you're going to the cottage, a hunt camp, fishing trip, or just like cracking some beers around a campfire with your buddies. It's cozy, comfortable, livable clothing. Um, 
it is literally, well, all I live in, obviously. Uh, but Baron Fox is with you wherever you go for whatever you want to do. Um, I've been running my business for two years, started in 2020. Hell of a year to start a business. And uh, <laughs> um, in my first year, I managed to grow my business to a six-figure business, which was surprising. My initial goal was to sell $10,000. <laughs> Why to set the bar lower? <laughs> well, but I know no what you idea. mean. That's just what you think. Like you just, I even, I thought that when I started too. So it's just like your idea in your head, you set the bar so fucking low. Well, and it's but, also like you have truly no concept mm-hmm. of what $10,000 of clothing looks like. Yeah. You have no idea what $10,000 of cake looks like. So yeah. you're just yeah. like, I don't know. That seems like a big number. Like, uh-huh. ooh. And so then to do that, like, you know, 10 times over was really cool. Uh, recently started um, public speaking about how to build a business, currently writing a book, uh, also co-host a podcast. There's just like a lot going on in Erica's life, which I welcome with open arms. Um, But every once in a while, this fucking imposter syndrome creeps in. And I think... So when I put that post up, a lot of people had reached out being like, but you're so confident, uh-huh. but you're so like, you're such an extrovert. Like, I don't yeah. understand how you can suffer from that. And I was like, okay, maybe suffering is like dramatic to say, like, I'm not, you know, <laughs> you're not like suffering. I'm not like looking out the window on a rainy day with yeah. you two playing in the background. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not Rachel Green. Okay. It's but not like, that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. But there is that piece of imposter syndrome that, really fucks with you mentally and really fucks with you in terms of like your growth potential. And I'm starting to see more and more people talk about it and more and more and more people address it. Um, But it is something that I think over like very specifically since my Instagram was hacked, held for ransom and subsequently lost in January. Um, a lot of this imposter syndrome has actually stemmed from that experience because I've had to really take a step back from um, what I was doing on social media, my role with Baron Fox, and really kind of decide like, what does Erica want to do with her life? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like, it's kind of actually funny that you say that because like the fact that an actual imposter like impostered your account and then you like come out of it with like this realization and now we're talking about imposter syndrome. Like that's fucking crazy. Yeah. There there is nothing weirder than losing an Instagram account that you have poured so much of your time, effort, money, um, yeah. creative juices that you've put so much into for it to be fucking gone like that. It literally feels like I was beside myself when this happened. Um, it was just like a stupid, it was like a phishing scam that I fell victim for. Um, again, victim sounding very dramatic, <sighs> but it really forced me to think about what I'm putting out there and how that benefits the brand or how it benefits Erica. So when somebody takes your Instagram, it literally does feel like they have broken into your house and are wearing your underwear because there is somebody else running that account that has your name, your livelihood all over it. So when that was gone and I actually was gifted this time to reevaluate what I was doing online, That was when I was able to really see that Baron Fox was growing, but inside that branding and inside that bubble was me and I was growing and I was learning a lot. And Erica had a lot to offer to not just business owners, but I think anybody that is willing to take a chance on themselves. So after I lost the account, it was like, you know what, maybe I should start something different and that's where the new account kind of was born that is so cool i actually i didn't even know like that 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 connection like you had that connection to it that's really cool that it um and that's i mean that's the whole thing where people are like well that happened for a reason and like let's look for the the sign and and you know like a lot of people were saying that with covid you know they 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 lost their jobs and it really gave them the opportunity to be like okay well 
maybe I didn't even actually want to do that. Not saying that is your situation. It really does make you reflect on, you know, it gives you that time and that space. And we need that time and that space in order to like really reflect instead of just being in the grind so much. Um, because I, like if your account did not get hacked, let's say you would have just been maybe like going, like continuing on with it and just doing what you've always done and, you know, doing all those fun photo shoots and all of the, the product stuff, which I'm sure you'll still do. But when, when you're really in it and, and you don't t- have the time to like take a step back and reflect on okay, where else do I want to go? What else do I want to do? Like, it really makes you think differently, you know? And that's really cool. It does. And like, when, again, when this whole like Instagram shit went down, I was obviously devastated. I felt a lot of fucking feelings. Um, Rage, embarrassment, shame. I was like emotionally unhinged. Like I was nutso for a couple weeks. Um, and my husband actually said to me, he's like, maybe this is actually going to kickstart something for you. Uh, and it was him actually saying that, that put it in perspective because I was having these events and event coordinators reach out to me being like, we want you to come and talk about your experience and we want other people to learn from it. And you seem like you're really handling it <laughs> well, which is hilarious because I was <laughs> not handling it well. Um, and so it wasn't until Corby actually said that to me where I was like, holy shit, like I don't want to be defined uh-huh. by a shitty moment of judgment on my behalf. Uh-huh. Um, but if I can actually utilize that as like a springboard to help other people because I think I'm a pretty like internet smart person. Yeah. And for this to still happen to me, I was like, okay, there is benefit here for other people. Uh-huh. Q imposter syndrome. So you have these people reaching out to you. Hey, we want you to come and speak at our event. We will pay you to tell us your story. And that's where you're like, holy shit, additional revenue stream. Amazing. And you're like, yes, absolutely. Sign the contract. Yep. You're paying my travel. You got my hotel. Yep. 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 Checking all the boxes. And then you get off the call. And then that little tiny voice in your fucking head is like, who do you think you are? Why do you think people (laughs) can pay you that you are charging people to tell your story. That's Mm -hmm. literally how it started for me was like, Mm. holy shit. Like I remember seeing keynote speakers and going to events and listening to what people had to say. And sure. There was always part of me that aspired to that. I love public speaking. I love learning from other people's experiences. And now that I was put in that position, it honestly, I did feel there's no other word for it like an imposter who the fuck am i really really interesting that you say that because like if you think about all of the speakers that that you've gone and, and saw spoke and stuff like that and they, they're they're getting paid to tell their stories did you have feelings of like like you you didn't think that they were an imposter doing that but just because it's kind of like it's you like this is a different feeling right well and i think too like Imposter syndrome for everybody is going to be different. For Mm -hmm. me, a huge part of it is... Well, maybe not a huge part, but there is definitely a part of it where I've done post-secondary three different times. My second stint in post-secondary, I was in event management. And one of our courses was actually professionalism. (laughs) I love that. It was fucking... Not the right fit for you, Erica. (laughs) So I'm a very good student. Yeah. I'm an incredible student. I flunked the shit out of that course. I literally said to the dean of the the college that my final project was a clusterfuck. Like Mm -hmm. I was just like, I was myself because I'm like, I'm not stuffy in a suit. I'm, this is not me. My Uh professionalism is my authenticity. And yes, there is a time and a place to be dropping F bombs and whatever. But then you look at Gary Vee and he's fucking doing whatever he wants. He's saying and doing whatever he wants. 
it's what you're what you're doing, right? Like if you're if if you were a doctor, I mean, you would have a different level of professionalism. But if yeah. you are Erica and you are a brand and you're a speaker and you are having your Baron Fox clothing brand, like you don't need and, and you shouldn't have that level of professionalism. I like to tell people all the time, like your professionalism should be a reflection of what industry you're in, what your personality is, because people want to buy from real people. That's how you create the connections. And that's how you've really built your, you know, your brand and your following off of your authenticity, not like imagine, can you just imagine for one moment, if you were that stuffy, like professional suit wearing fucking person trying to like sell Baron Fox clothing, like that would never in a million years work. Nobody would relate with you. No. It, it just wouldn't work, right? But if yeah. a doctor walked in and was like, all right, you're here for your fucking pap, let's go. You'd be like... A <laughs> uh, little uh, sketch vibes here. Right? Um, I'd be like, eh, where's <laughs> yeah. the door? Exactly. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, so did I ever have that watching people speak? No. Because right. I just assume they have the power, they have the experience, they have, you know, the resume behind mm-hmm. them. We all have to start somewhere. You yeah, have yeah. to build that resume, right? There's exactly. always going to be that first public speaking event. There's always going to be that first guest podcast. There's always going to be that first. And I think that's where the imposter syndrome really starts. Is It does. I've never done this before. What if it's not great? What if I say something stupid? Oh my God, is it live? Like, uh-huh. what, if, what if this room of 300 people think I'm a fucking moron because I sell clothes, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not curing cancer, right? Yeah. I'm sure you get this sometimes too. Who am I? I run a bakery, right? I sell cakes. What do I have to say? Right? Yeah. But then the yeah. more you do it and the more you actually listen to the words coming out of your own fucking mouth, the more you actually believe that you do. Have You're like, shit, people. I know my stuff. Like what? <laughs> right? Like I, I am the first person to be like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm figuring yeah. it out as I go. I am the yeah. first yeah. one to be like, Same. did not go to business school. Don't know. I know my systems, but I'm not saying they're right. Yeah. Right. Like, exactly. Probably, but they work for you. They right? work for so, me. And there's probably a way for me to make more money. There's probably yeah. a way for me to reach a bigger audience. There's probably yeah. better ways. Yeah. But if it works for you, it works for you. Right. And if it's working for you, then it could work for somebody else. Exactly. So you, and you I, have value. Yeah. And I do think too, to your point um, of every time you do something new that is like out of your comfort zone, um, you know, like, you know, like starting the podcast or writing your book or um, speaking for the first time, like the first time you do it, I think you always will have imposter syndrome to some degree. Um, Because I was thinking this, like, I was really thinking since we planned this podcast, I was like, I was like, I, I definitely used to struggle with a a certain level of imposter syndrome, but like, I don't struggle with it now to the same degree. And I was like, I don't know why. And now that you're bringing this up, it actually makes a lot of sense to me. And it's kind of all clicking together in the sense that um, it, it is only the initial time. And then you realize like, no, well, now I'm not an imposter. Like, because for example, like the first time you public speak, you're like, well, I've never public spoke before. And they're paying me a shit lot of money to do this and to tell my story. And and you're like, because you've never done it before, you you are you're kind of an imposter. I mean, I've never done it before, right? So like you kind of like authentically are in that regard. It doesn't mean that you don't have really valuable stuff to say, but it makes sense that you kind of feel that way because you've never actually done it before. Same with releasing the book. It's like, well, I'm not a fucking author. Like who am I to write a book? I dropped out in grade 10. Like I don't have an English degree or whatever, but you know, the next, you know, after I, I public spoke the first time, every time I do it now, I'm like, I have no fucking imposter syndrome at all. And if I go and release another book, I'm not going to have imposter syndrome on that. But the very first time you do, because you kind of are a little bit of an imposter, you've never done it before. Absolutely. And it's okay. Right. It's totally cool. And like, you know, that imposter syndrome permeates through so many aspects of what you're doing. So, Mm -hmm. so I book that first speaking engagement, fucking jazzed. What's the first thing I do? I go to my email signature and I fucking add public speaker. Yeah. Right. And then you are now. You you are are now. (laughs) And then you're like, 
oh shit like not really like i haven't done it yet like are people gonna be like where like show me your resume and you're like well pending (laughs) right like that's where like the imposter syndrome like creeps in is when Uh you put a label maybe on what you're doing yeah and you're like and and the other thing is too so when I started this other Instagram, like the one and only Eric Marsha, I'm like, how fucking grandiose is that? I love it. Um, <laughs> I love, well, I love some, it. <laughs> some wench out there already has Erica Marshan. So <laughs> how dare her have your name? That is I fucked. Don't, to I don't be know. fair, to be fair, there's another Rebecca Hamilton. She is an author and she does some kind of like fictional dark fiction books. I'm like, that is so opposite of me. So whatever. I love Hilarious. that. I love yeah. that, you know? So I start this Instagram and that imposter syndrome's kind of creeping in there. And I kind of was thinking like, well, who am I to start this Instagram account? That really is going to be like what I've learned about business, a place to, at the risk of sounding grandiose, humble brag about the things that I am doing that people following Baron Fox don't necessarily give a shit about. Uh right oh i just got nominated for rbc woman of the year oh i just got nominated for this i'm public speaking here i'm writing a book i'm blah 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 people following baron fox don't really care Uh so then when you create a space for you to again humble brag or post your accolades or whatever like you're showing up you're showing showing people how to show up basically But also, I'm a huge believer in if you're not going to celebrate your wins, who the fuck is going to do that? Nobody. Nobody gives a shit more than you should. (laughs) Right? Like, when I got nominated RBC Woman of the Year, do I think I'm going to win? No, because I'm probably up against, like, fucking doctors. Like, legitimate people. (laughs) Fucking doctors. But that's a really cool nomination. And uh-huh. if I'm not going to put it out there and be like, hey, check it out. Like someone nominated me for this. Like, that's kind of cool. Then nobody knows about it. Uh-huh. Right. And so true. And I want people to know because. Why shouldn't if, they know? Why if you don't know, say it, they're not going to know. <laughs> if you don't say it, they're not going to know. And if somebody felt strong enough to nominate, then there should be people that are willing to listen. Totally. I couldn't agree more. I think it's, I think it's, like so important to like I love that account so much because it's it's like you're showing women that it's okay to to talk about your accomplishments like I mean I say I say brag but like you're not like it's not really bragging I don't know what the, you're just saying like showing what you're doing you know what I mean so and, and you know a lot of women are, are are scared to do that because of imposter syndrome because of I don't know because of what their mother-in-law might think or because of what their fucking sister might think or whatever um, but the, the, like why don't more people do that it's because they're scared of what other people are going to think about them at the end of the day that's pretty much what they're scared of they're scared of people thinking that they're you know like who is she to do that or who is she to do this or whatever and it's like you know, the, the world needs more people showing other women and men, but when we we're just talking about women, but like the, that you, you can do that. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Like, in fact, it's inspiring when other people do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not inspiring that, you know, majority of our populations just sit back and people please and, you know, you do things that don't make them happy and they're not authentic and all of that. Like that doesn't, inspire anybody you know what i mean so i think that that account is fucking awesome that you're doing that it's amazing thank you um you said that you had imposter syndrome like when you first started yeah how did you deal with it yeah great question so i i have a significant amount of confidence which i feel like you kind of have a similar like level of confidence to you so so building the confidence because i always say like confidence is not something you're born with i think to other people it looks like you might be born with it but you are not born with confidence it's something that we learn over time and so i literally more, said that the other day like I, yeah. I somebody asked how are you so confident and i was like well i've been doing it for 34 years 
Yeah. And it, <laughs> and so you're naturally going to build it. But I mean, yeah, look to somebody else. It looks like you're born that way. And it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I developed confidence when I was 16. I moved out on my own. I had to fucking figure shit out for myself. I was the only one I could rely on. So I developed so much confidence that... And it's that confidence that like... You know, even though I may experience the imposter syndrome, like on the very first time I do something new, um, it's it's a confidence that pushes me over the edge to be able to do it and to be like, I already, I already, you know, for public speaking, for example, like I already wrote my book and released my book. So did I experience imposter syndrome the first time I did that? Yeah, that was fucking weird and very vulnerable and uncomfortable. Um, and then so I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do keynote speaking now. I have a book. People are asking. I may as well do it. I, I actually love doing it. And uh, the way that I get over it is, I'm like, hey, this feeling's coming up. It's really uncomfortable. It's like an insecure feeling, which for for when you work on your confidence, like you don't feel insecure often. So you recognize it when you feel that way. So yeah, it, was it, it really you, slaps. It's yeah, different it when you. you don't experience it every day. And I think that's where like the word suffering from imposter syndrome uh-huh. comes because it's like, holy shit, what is this feeling? Right? Like you're saying, you're sitting in that uncomfortable, you're sitting in that like ick. Because as a confident person, you do not know what it feels like to be insecure. That is not your baseline. It's so true. So it was such a weird fucking feeling. And I also like, I came to this realization uh, a couple of years ago when I was at this women's conference or the Rachel Hollis one, um, where they were talking about like how nobody in the world knows what they're doing. Like even like (laughs) high end professionals, like even doctors, let's say, okay, they're great at being a doctor, but that does not mean they have a great marriage. That doesn't mean that they have a great family life. That doesn't mean that they're actually happy. It just means they're good at biology. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like if we have the understanding that nobody really knows what they're doing, even though when people are keynote speaking, it looks very much like they know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, But it's just because they know what they're talking about on that topic. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to go on the stage, Erica, and be like, I I'm the best baker in the entire world. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's an actual imposter because you're just, you're, that's not what you do. Right. Yeah, but yeah. if you are up there and you're like, I have this fucking awesome brand. It, the reason why it's awesome is because it's clothes you can wear all the time. You bring them like everywhere with you. Like you said, they're comfy, loungy clothes. And you go and talk about that. Nobody else can do that. You are the only one that can do that. You're the only one that can talk about that. And that is authenticity that has, that is not imposter syndrome. And I think that the more that we realize that the things we're talking about, like as long as they are authentic. Now, there are some people out there that I think should have a healthy dose of imposter syndrome that don't have it. Okay. <laughs> like to be honest with you, I watched uh, the dropout on Disney Plus. It's a docuseries. And that lady, she needs some fucking imposter syndrome. Okay. She is <laughs> fucked right up. You should go watch that. You would love it. It is fucking crazy shit. Okay. Um, but there are some people out there that, that, you know, they do talk a lot of shit and they don't actually have anything to really like show for it to back it up. They just ha- all talk, no action. But, but if you figure out what your thing is and that's all you talk about, like, you know, that's why that's how I got rid of my imposter syndrome because I'm like, you know, even if I'm on a guest on somebody else's podcast and they, they go to me and they ask me a question that I don't have the answer to, I'm just gonna be like, I don't, I don't know, but I can tell you about business. I can tell you about my bakery. Um, but if you're going to ask me about, you know, math questions or, or science or something, I'm like, I don't know if I did know I would be an imposter, a true imposter. So, mm-hmm. um, I think just really knowing what you're talking about and knowing that you, you have the information because you fucking did the shit. You know what I mean? I think that that's really important. Yeah. Um, for me, when I, and this has just been like recently again, because of this new Instagram account and yeah. this kind of new business venture that I'm going on. For me, when I get slapped with that bitch of imposter syndrome, um, it often manifests itself in the way of like, who do you think you are? Mm. Why do you think you should be doing it? Like, it's just that question of why. Uh-huh. So what I've actually done, and I think more people should maybe fucking try, is I just answer the question. Yeah. So when no, it goes, no. who do you think you are? I literally sit back and go, 
I'm Erica Marshan. I grew a business to six figures in one year. I am authentic. I shoot from the hip. I have a voice that some people don't. And I'm a fucking badass. Like if, if I just answer the question, you'll find the truth. Suddenly, then suddenly the imposter syndrome literally is like, all right then. And just fucks off. And I'm like, cool. Now we can move on with our day. I've addressed so the you, and now you can take a back seat and you can rear your ugly head when I do the next fucking new thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's no, that's really, really great advice too, is is just answering the question. Like, and that's something that, you know, I think a lot of listeners can really take away from it and actually implement in their own life. Like anytime they're feeling that way, um, just actually answer the question that's such great advice and be like i'm this this and this and you know <clears throat> if if you are somebody like you're trying to like be something that you haven't actually done yet like maybe ask yourself what you know what you're going to need in order to get to that spot like for me um i like if i set goals like i need to achieve them and then i talk about them i don't i'm not just going to be like yeah like i you know built this million dollar business but like it's not at a million dollars yet but it's at like 500,000 like i it's just you have to like you just speak on the truth and if you just do that then it's literally impossible to be an imposter if you're just talking about the truth all the time right yeah yeah absolutely and i think you know um we often come up with these ideas like i'm going to write a book about all the shitty jobs i've had and you know, I've been thinking about that literally for like 10 years. Uh And it's been 10 years of throwing this idea around and not really knowing how to finish it and not really knowing what that looks like. And then when you figure out, okay, this is how the book is going to be. And this is how I'm going to finish it. It's going to finish with how I became an entrepreneur. Then you're like, okay, that makes sense. But if I don't put it out into the world, it's just going to die, right? Because that imposter syndrome will snuff out ideas before you have the chance to act on them. Mm -hmm. So I started writing privately. And then I would very like cryptically kind of post a story about it because I was like, I feel like if I just put it out there it's going to i don't want to say manifest it sounds very fucking hippie but like <laughs> I love then that like there's, but then there's like accountability to it mm-hmm. so then true. i started talking about it with my friends and then like my family and then like decided just we're just going to fucking put it out there right yeah but it's it's that imposter syndrome that stops you from even talking about ideas because again it's it's snuffing out your creativity and it's snuffing out your growth potential Uh and i think if we can just be proactive on that and really do just kind of start putting it out there about what we're doing and yeah like you can say author you've written a book i can't the author but i am actively writing a book right yeah. like it, it's yeah, a lot of it boils true. down to that like the tense past present future yeah. yeah i'm going to be an author like that is happening but i can't say that yet but i'm actively living the author lifestyle right now yeah you know? that's such a good point i love that you brought that up it's so true um so mm-hmm. like what kind of advice could you give to somebody like because i i honestly think that um achieving goals like it's so important to like put it out there and tell people because that holds you accountable too right like they're waiting for your book so you better write it um so i think that there's really a strong level of like uh you know holding yourself accountable by saying what you're doing even if you've never done it before but that's really scary for for every like for me for everybody um for like definitely a lot of people listening so like what are your tips for uh like what's your tips and advice for like actually doing doing like saying that and vocalizing it and then being like do you do you still feel like oh shit now i actually have to do it like what kind of tips can you give people to do that because it really helps keep people accountable honestly i'm a very spontaneous person Uh so i feel like i just 
do things or book things or you take action. Say yes, I, I'm yes, I'm an actionable person. Yeah, that's so important. a lot of uh, my imposter syndrome actually happens from agreeing or saying yes or signing on the dotted line. Um, a lot of it comes retroactively, where I think people actually have their mm, proactive. Opposite. Yeah, that's so, so true. Right? I'm the same so, with you on that too. I'll say yeah. yes to something and be like, "What the fuck did I just sign up for?" <laughs> Totally. Totally. And you're just like, oh, shit, I guess I need to get my poop in a group because I don't know what the fuck that is. So I guess my advice for people is don't overthink things. Mm -hmm. You know, take the action, say yes, you know, do something because you the very worst case scenario is you learn from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and best case scenario is it actually launches you forward. 100%. Right? So I guess that's my advice. Just do the things and figure it out as you go. Get out of your head. Take time for yourself in a day to clear your head, whether it's meditating, going for a walk, eating sushi, smoking a doobie. I don't care what you do for yourself. Yeah. Take that time because if you start having you know, proactive actions towards your goals or towards your quote unquote best self, then you, you, you will not be stopped. Yeah. That's how they first to be reckoned with. Yeah. Great point. Um, I love, I love that you're talking about how uh, you just do things and you take action on them because a lot of times I think people will say things, but they don't actually follow through on them. I mean, like majority of the time. Um, and whenever people ask me kind of like how I do, like how I do what I do, or like even how you were just explaining it, it's like I find it hard to explain to other people because I literally just like, I just do things like, and I think that that's how you create, that's the only way you can create success in your life is by actually just doing things. Like it's, it's not about being, you know, scared or being in your comfort zone. Like, of course I have fear, but the thing is, is that like, you you just don't let that hold you back. You just do it scared. You know what I mean? So like, Mm -hmm. like what can you offer to people? Um, cause I always have a hard time giving people advice. Like, cause I, like, I'm the same way. I just, I just do it. I don't know how to describe it. I just, I just do it. I say I'm going to do it and I do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think when you take action, that is actually opening up space for opportunities. Mm -hmm. It's like opening up that, that, that potential. Yeah. I don't know. Like, and I understand momentum too, right? Like if you just do it once or twice, it builds the momentum in that direction. Right. Absolutely. And like it, when I say do things, it's not like you need to be, okay, I'm going to go and put a fucking billboard on the highway and then I'm going to do this. And that, start with one thing. And maybe yeah. that's just, you know what? I'm not posting on my Instagram stories because I don't like the way I talk. I'm not posting yeah. a reel because I don't want to dance. I don't want to be on TikTok. Find other ways uh-huh. and find those small victories, those small actions, because you're right, they do compound and they do build momentum so you know for a business owner who's maybe shy or camera shy i guess i should say maybe posting an instagram story is a huge action for them yeah and then once they get some feedback on that and they start doing it daily they're like oh okay like that's really not that big of a deal now i'm going to make that real okay that, that wasn't a big deal now i'm going to be a guest on that podcast that keeps asking me and I keep turning them down. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to do this. It all does build momentum. So I think you can start small, Uh right? You don't need to spend a million dollars on a marketing campaign. You can just show up on your Instagram stories. Yeah. I love that. It's so true. Like just breaking it down into smaller goals and, and also not comparing yourself to like somebody who does all of the things, right? Like if you're doing none of the things, you can't just go from none to all of them. So like, like you said, just start with one of the things. And I think that's where people get so stuck and so held back because they'll see all, they'll see these people like doing all of the things and they'll be like, Oh my God, I just have to do all the things. And it's so overwhelming that they stay stuck when like that person doing all of the things started with one of the things at some point. 
Totally. And like, it's exactly what you're saying, right? So arguably, you could compare the two of us, right? You've wrote a book, book, I'm writing a book, you're public speaking, I'm starting to public speak, you can compare the two of us and you can see that Rebecca's at a different level than Erica's at, but you have to start somewhere. And comparison is literally where growth goes to die. It does. It dies there. Forever. Right. If if I if I if I look at you and I'm like, holy shit, she's got a million dollar business, she's doing all this, she's doing all that, and I'm nowhere near there, that's when the imposter syndrome comes back. Yeah. Right? Because you're like, true. Well, who am I to you know, like people could just like book Rebecca to come and talk. Like who like why why me? That's where it happens is the comparison. That's actually that's a really awesome. great point that you brought that up. Um so so because like we talk all the time, like we're friends. And so like, what would you say to people? Cause I think a lot of people struggle with that too, where like they'll, they'll kind of be, it'll let, they'll let their intimidation kind of hold them back. And that really feeds the imposter syndrome. But like, wouldn't you say that it's, it's actually more beneficial and better to build relationships with people like that, you know, kind of like how we have a relationship. And like, you know, if, if I go in public speak somewhere and they ask me for recommendations, like I could recommend you, like, isn't it better to like collaborate in that sense than to just let that imposter syndrome, like eat away at you? Like, you know, you know what I mean? You and I have become friends because I basically forced you to. And <laughs> that's is, not entirely true. I love you. It is. It is. Okay. So, so think about the arc of our relationship. <laughs> I literally reached out to you two years ago, did not know who you were, was just like, this chick has a bakery in London. I like her fucking vibe. And I literally message cold messaged you. Like this is like do not do 101 on Instagram. <laughs> cold messaged you and was like, yo, I like your style. Can I send you a shirt? Yeah. Literally. And you I were like that. you were like, yeah, okay, sure. Like you can just send it to the bakery. And yeah. I literally sent you a shirt. That yeah. was how it started. <laughs> then you posted a picture in it and I was like, Oh, okay, like cool. She's wearing it. And I was like, Hey, love you in the shirt. And then we started following each other a little closer and then it's like, Oh, Hey, I noticed you're opening up another store location in Woodstock. Like I'm going to go check it out. Like it all started very um, awkwardly, but, (laughs) but it's that initial message. That's always the most awkward. Uh The starting of the conversation is the most awkward because it's like, this is going to sound like spam. Hey, I really like your style. Uh, that's like block 101. Okay. But if you open yourself up to that possibility, uh-huh. right now, we have a fairly open relationship of like, Hey, um, the fucking bakery is looking to get sweaters. Where, where do you get your stuff printed? Oh, okay. Yeah. Here you go. Oh, Hey, um, last minute fucking cupcakes can i get like it's it's very open hey um i'm i just got booked for public speaking do i get them to sign a fucking contract like like what is my expectation like what's your experience we're very open that way and it goes back to not gatekeeping information from people who are potentially or perceived to be starting or further behind than where you are. Yeah. And when somebody, so for instance, like me, is just starting their, you know, public speaking endeavors and writing a book, to look forward and to look up to somebody who's where I want to be, for me to message you, if you straight up ghosted me or didn't message me back, that says a lot about you. Yeah. I agree. And secondly, that then again, feeds into the imposter syndrome and the comparison because I'm like wow she didn't even have the time of day to tell me like who she fucking published with or yeah or whatever so then it's like well I'm just asking like a quick question I have no problem doing the legwork Uh but if you can't reach out to people in your community who are further along in their journey for some help that can be a very 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 isolating that is so, such great advice, honestly. Like, I couldn't agree more. Like my advice, reach out to people who are where you want to be uh-huh. and 
you know, hopefully they give you the time of day. And again, like, let's, let's put this in perspective, right? I'm reaching out to Rebecca, who lives in Tilsonburg, businesses in my area. I'm not reaching out to fuck that like, attainability. Can you, you just repeat that? I think it kind of froze a little bit there. What did you say you're reaching out to to me Re- not to? Yeah, yeah, reach out to people in your community. Yeah. yeah. Or, um, like basically don't reach out to like a celebrity. Yeah. 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 They're They're not going to respond. (laughs) Right. But if you reach out to other industry, other people in your community who are maybe in the same industry, or even if they're not in the same industry, but have a level of success that you want. Yeah. Um, like again, apparel bakery, two different things, but we're able to learn from each other. I learned from Todd Kintor coffee all the fucking time. And those are two totally different industries. Right. So I think just reach out, ask for help. I always like, I always talk about that too, where it's like you, a lot of people will just blindly, this drives me fucking nuts. Okay. A lot of people will blindly go online. They'll search business coach or life coach or whatever. They don't have any business and probably not a lot of life experience. Maybe their life is not even put together. And like, why would you take advice from somebody like that? Like go to somebody who is a living example of where you actually want to be and ask them how the fuck they got there. You know what I mean? Like that's the only way you'll achieve success. Cause if you just go and you just pay for this fucking business coach who doesn't even have a business, you know what I mean? Just going to give you some like school type advice, no actual experience. You're not going to get that far in life by doing yeah, that. Yeah. I, I really struggle with like that that business coach aspect because it drives me fucking nuts. Just to be arguably <laughs> arguably business coaches right here. Yeah. Right? Sharing real, real life. Real life will tell you exactly how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the business can I I struggle with that one because yeah. I fully believe every business is unique. And yeah. what works for you might not work for me. And vice versa. And to have like a generic just business coach, like that's just not how it works. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's inauthentic. And uh, like I said, some people maybe should have a little healthy dose of imposter syndrome. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, so what kind of advice can you give too? Because I love that you are talking about um, reaching out to people in the community. And I think uh, like I even know that a lot of people will even just tell me like they're just they're in like they're scared, like they're intimidated to do that, um, to be turned down and whatever. Like, what can you offer like to that because I know that you've reached out to people before and like they they have turned you down and like how do you not let that stop you but you go to the next person you reach out to me for example and then you know keep going <clears throat> very much so I believe in the shotgun effect okay which is that sounds I, Eric of you <laughs> I will often reach out to more than one person on the same regard. If there's not a previous relationship, right? Like, oh, hey, I'm Erica. I'm 2020 Erica. And I'm looking to start an apparel business. I've got XYZ in place, but I'm having trouble with the ABC. So I'm going to reach out to, you know other local apparel businesses and I'm just going to shotgun it out there to more than just one. I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket because Mm -hmm. maybe none of them will respond. Maybe all of them will, Mm -hmm. but then I'm at least getting a little bit of different uh, perspectives. If they all do respond, if a couple of them don't message me back, I'm not literally sitting on my hands waiting to hear. True. Yeah. Again, Hi, I'm Erica and I take action. Yeah. So I just, I shotgun it out. I don't go with the sniper effect. I don't hone in on one and I don't necessarily want all the answers from one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? You want to, you want to like learn from different people, like different strategies, and then you form your own opinion that like is going to work for you to try it. Right. Absolutely. And it can, it can be scary. I get that. And again, very confident person here. It can be scary to message somebody again, a cold message uh-huh. that doesn't sound like spam and to be like, hi, just looking for um, all of your operation manual so I can start my business and be wildly successful as well. That can be very scary. But if you pick 
something you like. So I'm thinking like very specifically like on Instagram. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm starting an apparel business and I'm looking for help in terms of branding. Uh-huh. I need help with my branding. And I reach out to Ilbury and Goose. Uh-huh. I'm going to reach out to them for something specific. Not just yeah. like, hey, can you help me start my business? It's going to be like, hey, too much. I yeah. love this photo, this photo, this photo. Uh-huh. Who do you use? Who's your photographer? Do you have a vision board? Like I pick something That's specific. Great. Yeah. And then when, assuming everybody re- is playing in the same sandbox, when they respond and they say, oh, my photographer was Rebecca Hamilton. Cool. Now I have my foot in the door. Yeah. And you have oh. an answer, a solid answer. Great. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to reach out to her now. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, maybe a month later, you're like, you know what? Like, I actually have this question like, hey, where do you get your clothing tagged? Right. Once you get your foot in the door, it makes the conversation. Like I said, like like you and I. Yeah. It makes that conversation easier. Yeah. So don't just as much as I just said, shotgun it out to everybody. When you are actually chatting, make it a specific question that they can answer. That is such good advice. Yeah. Be respectful of people's time. Right. Yeah. Don't ask a fucking novel and sometimes just shoot from the hip. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree because I, I get messages all the time and some of them will be like, 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 Oh, can you just tell me like how, like how you started a business? And I'll be like, that's like going to take me like, it took me a long time to learn how to start a business. So like, Oh, you want to know how to start a business? Um, you can actually go to Amazon and purchase my book. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And I think that your, your, um, your approach is so great because you're asking a direct question. So not only are you probably going to get a direct answer, you are being respectful of their time and you are getting the answer that you want ultimately. And it does build a better relationship that way because I've also had people message me and ask me like really specific things. And I'm like, Oh, I think that's fucking awesome that, you know, you think that I do this really well and I, I would love to help you out. Right? right. And now not everybody's going to be willing to help everybody out. Right. It takes a certain personality, a certain person that gives a shit about other people to do that. Um, and so like, what's your advice? Like if somebody like doesn't get back to you or they like ghost you or whatever, after you've asked them for something, like, do you just, are you just like, Oh, well, that's not really meant to be like, what do you do? (laughs) You're laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, to be honest. Yeah. Cause that's the only thing I know how to be. Yeah. I do make a mental note of it. Yes. It's It's their character, right? It's, I make a mental note because I have been, I've had a lot of jobs, right? And now that I am a successful entrepreneur, I've had people come to me who treated me terribly Mm -hmm. because I was a waitress, because I was a front desk receptionist. I've had people treat me terribly that now that I have a bit of success, they want in on it. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be petty. I just make mental notes of, I saw what your character was like. I, I understand. And then also, again, you want to be mindful of everyone's time, including your own. Uh And if you've reached out to somebody, so if I've messaged Chick Bossy and they never got back to me, obviously they don't have time for me or they don't give a shit Uh or they're too busy. Yeah. Right. So why am I going to waste my time sending them another message being like, hey, I know you didn't respond last time, but maybe this time you'll care. Like make a mental note, bark up the right trees. Yeah. Great points. Love that. Yeah. I think the mental note thing's important too. Cause like you said, people do come back around and like, once you have been somewhat successful, then they're kind of like, Oh, well now I care about you. And you're like, well, no, I already seen what you're really like when you didn't, when you didn't really care about me. So um, yeah. and you don't, you really don't want to have those people in your life anyways. Like they're toxic. They have, you know, a lot of shit that they need to work through before they're ever going to be a decent friend or a decent person. Cause they have so much insecurity in themselves. 
themselves, right? So I think I think that the mental note is actually really important to make. And it's not yeah. saying like you're going to be a bitch to them, but like, no. you know, you're going to keep your distance, right? Yeah, it's, it's literally just a mental note. Yeah. Right? I, I'm, I not gonna, I'm not going to be like, oh, check boss never got back to me. And then when someone messages me and they're like, hey, I'm looking for a cake. I'm like, well, don't fucking reach out to this blue haired <laughs> bitch because she doesn't have the fucking time up. Like, exactly. I'm not, I would just maybe not recommend. Like, I'd yeah. maybe be like, oh, okay, like, here's some, they don't know that I'm not recommending you because of an experience we've exactly. had. Right. And yeah. I'm not here to say we should, you know, <laughs> be like slandering businesses. That's mm-hmm. not it at all. It's just a mental note for yourself mm-hmm. that you know, maybe further down the line, if they need help from you, maybe you're not as willing to give it or, or maybe there's like a legitimate reason why they ghosted you or they never provided any information. And, and that's cool too. There's a lot of people who have started businesses or online brands or personas or influencers or whoever, mm-hmm. and they busted balls to get where they are and nobody yeah. helps them. So true. So it's hard for them to reach back and help pull us forward when they didn't have that experience. That's that just makes sense. Experience. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally, couldn't agree Which more. Sucks, but yeah. I mean, I think that I mean, if we yeah. can change that conversation, like I think exactly. both yourself and me, we are changing that conversation. I've had many people reach out to me, being like, "Hey, how did you?" Blah blah blah. Yeah. And do I always lay it out for them? Like, here's the steps you need to follow. No, no. But I have no problem being like, dude, invest in a good photographer. Like that is my saving grace. Oh my gosh. You need to get this brand of fondant fucking sugar or whatever, because it it will save your life. Like I have no problem with that. And I think if we can reach back and pull people forward with us, stronger community just creates stronger businesses and stronger people. I know. I could not agree more. I think that that is such a great, um, a great thing to say and to just make people aware of. And like, I could not agree more. And, and to your point, like, e- even though, you know, it was a struggle for me to build my business, it was so hard and whatever. It's like, well, I, I'm just passionate about sharing it and helping people, but not everybody will be right. And I think connecting and finding those people that who are and building a community around those people is what's important at the end of the day, because those people are going to help like keep pulling you along and you know that their character is genuine and that they're there to actually help you and they don't want to see you struggle and fail. So the more you surround yourself with people like that, I mean, you're going to be in good hands, right? So absolutely. So uh, I have a little final, um, thing here I want to ask you about. So because imposter syndrome, I think can be um, as much as we can work on building it up. I think sometimes it uh, it can be like damaged or, or pushed down by other people like haters and stuff like that. Right. And sometimes like you were saying, if you, if you struggle with doing a video, for example, and you put a video on there and then you get some haters like fucking being rude and hating on you, it can really uh, make your imposter syndrome worse and almost make you believe the imposter syndrome, which is fucking awful. Um, and, you know, I think also too, because, you know, we both have, though we have different personalities, both of our personalities are, are bold and like, you know, not really afraid to say it how it is and, and whatever. Right. So naturally bold personalities, they, I feel like they just attract more haters um, and you just rub more people the wrong way, obviously. Um, So can you just talk a little bit about that? Like maybe a situation that you've had to deal with and overcome with, with, with haters and your bold personality and how you don't let that affect your uh, imposter syndrome. Well, I like the way this is beginning. (laughs) I, it's no surprise. This is no surprise. I am an avid outdoors person. My family, we had a hunting TV show. We are very proud of our outdoor heritage, hunting, trapping, fishing, outfitting, all of that. Um, So a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot. There is a group of people who wear Baron Fox while hunting, while doing these things. Which I think I is see, awesome. I, I see where I this love is going, that. but I'm loving I <laughs> love that. Yes. And there was a follower 
who sent a picture of him on his bear hunt and he had successfully harvested a bear and he was wearing bear and fox and he was so excited and I was excited for him. Anybody who has worked towards an end goal and has achieved it understands what you feel when you have a successful hunt because as much as people think that every time you go out and you shoot something that's just like so not what fucking happens (laughs) so not what fucking happens so anyways i shared it to an instagram story and i shared it um i have an album on facebook that's literally just like baron fox in the wild it's just like any user generated content i put into that album so i'd put this picture amongst other pictures like it wasn't like a solo picture whatever yeah holy fuck was i moses i parted the sea okay (laughs) people were either like "Woo, congratulations that's awesome because they're part of that outdoor community yeah there was one follower who also is a small business owner and i think about this often because it really does trap my ass who felt the need to announce that she was disgusted, disappointed, and was unfollowing. (laughs) And that just like chaps my ass because I'm like, you can silently unfollow. You can block me. You don't need to announce it because I don't, I think you have nefarious intentions when you announce it. Like you're trying Mm -hmm. to start a mass exodus or something like yeah, I understand yeah. hunting, even fishing, hiking. Fuck, not everybody likes hiking. Some people are just not outdoors people. Yeah. So if you're not outdoors people, you're not my people. The brand isn't yeah. for you. Yeah. And that really, like, I fucking lost sleep over this because uh-huh. this was another business owner in the community. They had come to Baron Fox photo shoots. I was very upset about this and I didn't yeah. know what to do with the photo. Uh, yeah, I was like, tough. I'm like, do I leave it up? I don't want to offend anybody. Mm-hmm. Do I leave it up? Do I not? Like, I was like, I don't want to be That's like, hard. you know, targeted for sharing in a follower's success that I personally have experienced. Yeah. You know, so I did ultimately take it down off Facebook, which I hated. Mm. Fucking hated it. Uh every fucking minute but then i posted a video on instagram about it and i did Uh a facebook live like i did a dual live oh that's awesome and addressed it because i was like i'm just gonna call a spade a spade like this is what the brand is about i removed the photo moving forward if there's any photos that go up that may be offensive to some because you know it's a fish or a bear or a moose or turkey or whatever I will say like trigger warning because I do have people who love hiking that not that don't necessarily want to harvest animals or whatever. Right. Which is fine. Too strong. Too strong. But I'm not going to necessarily censor that part of the brand either. And you shouldn't have to. Yeah. I agree. You shouldn't have to. Not every brand is gonna be for everybody. Uh That is a very tough pill to swallow because every business can be made for everybody. Mm -hmm. So for instance, everybody was wearing clothes. There's very few nudists up there, especially in Canada, right? (laughs) So if you wear clothes, you can wear Baron Fox. Yes. Everybody is eating food. Mm -hmm. So if you eat food, you can eat cake. Yeah. You can shop at Chick Boss Cake, right? Like every business... Options there. (laughs) Every business can be for everybody. Mm -hmm. But if you don't align with the branding... Yeah. Then it's not for you. And that was a very so tough true. pill for me to swallow. Yeah. Um, so I think if you're putting yourself out there in a bold way, whether it be, you know, honoring your outdoor heritage or dyeing your hair blue and calling a spade a spade, you are going to be opening yourself up to commentary. That's part of social media. That's part of being a public figure. Yeah. Um, Getting a tough skin is hard because you got to scrape your knees a few times. Um, But it just like confidence, just like dealing with imposter syndrome, Uh the more you do it, the easier it gets. 
It's so true. And I love um, one thing that I've really been learning a lot of recently um, because I, I had like, the way that I talk every in everyday life, like Chad knows, like I, I just talk like how I'm talking to you, like I'll, I'll swear and whatever. Like I have a bakery store. There's lots of kids around. I don't swear in front of kids. I'm not a fucking yeah. idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but like Chad would always be like, you know, why don't you put your personality out there more? Because like I did censor it a lot in the beginning because I didn't want to offend all of our customers that have kids or they like they go to church yeah. or whatever. And it's like I don't I don't care what anyone else does at the end of the day, but like. Like I, I was censoring it a lot and I've really learned like this last year that I am not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to be who I am. If swearing offends you, if blue hair offends you, whatever you fucking think, then go follow somebody else. I, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to, to be for everyone because I can't be forever. I'm not for everyone. And, and same with you. Right. And, and like you said, the more bold your personality is like the more haters you will naturally attract. And also I've learned that you have to stand for something. If you don't stand for something, then you just fall for everything. And nobody, you, you almost with your marketing, like you almost need to divide the C's, like you said, like, because that's how you get like people that are so fucking obsessed with your brand. And so like, yes, like I can't believe Erica fucking said that. That's awesome. Right. You build that connection so much stronger than trying to please everybody. Because when you try to please everybody, you'd be like, Oh, she's kind of weak. She's kind of wishy-washy, like whatever, not very mm -hmm. exciting. Right. But if you actually divide the situation, um, yeah, you'll lose some followers over here, but you're going to gain like solid followers over here, like diehard followers, like Nicolas Cage fan followers. You know what I mean? I would <laughs> fucking die yeah. if Nicolas Cage was wearing Baron Fox. That is like my end goal. <laughs> Your Cage. lifetime end goal. Love it. Oh my God. I love that man so much. Bless. So good. Awesome. Well, that's pretty much all I had to say. Is there anything else you wanted to, to add on to that or to, to end off with here? Where can people find you and follow you? Nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. You're nowhere to be found. <laughs> You're so camouflaged I'm a girl. in your beer and <laughs> um, You can find me online, Instagram, uh, baronfoxapparel.ca uh, .ca after the hack. Uh, baronfoxapparel.ca is also the website. And then uh, Facebook and TikTok. Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Erica, for being on Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast. This definitely won't be the last time because you're so fun to talk with. And also, I just love having, I love being able to have real conversations with people that I'm not like, I know that there's, there's literally nothing I could say to offend you. And I just love people like that. You know what I mean? You can just fucking say whatever and it's like that's how you have good conversations with people you know yeah I think like if you can just be authentic you know and not again it goes back to like that professionalism if you can just mm -hmm. be yourself then conversations like this you actually get way more out of because you're not totally. trying to be yeah so thank you so much for having me and for just like shooting from the hip and being legit dude absolutely awesome thanks Erica bye peace